0: We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is recorded. We pay our respect to their leaders, past, present and emerging.
1: welcome to Leadership of Fools. I'm your host today, Rick Brown, and I'm joined on the podcast by Adam Ferguson and Ben cooper Woolley. These two are the co-founders of SiteHive, and uh, I'm just stoked to have them on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you very much, Rick. Great to be here. Thanks, Rick. And uh, they're joining me all the way from Sydney, uh, the free state uh, I, I'm very jealous of their proximity to each other They're not even wearing masks I, I, I don't know how to feel But I'll allow it because they've been so kind As to give us some of their time And uh, they're going to tell us a little bit About uh, how SightHive came to be, I imagine Lay it on us Fantastic So yes, it's, uh, it's
0: been a really interesting journey, Rick uh, So uh, Ben and I uh, met or started SightHive uh, in August uh, 2019, after going through a, a startup program called Antler. Um, so, maybe Ben, you want to describe a little bit about
2: Antler and the program? Yeah, so Antler's, um, I think it was the first time it had run in Australia. I think it's come out of the Nordics originally, but they're essentially a venture fund who are. Uh, of the tactic of luring people out of comfortable corporate jobs to embark on a startup journey and and sell it to them through various different nefarious means um and adam and i ended up there through through different parts but nonetheless it's a it's an eight-week accelerator program they pay you to do it um and at the end of it you pitch them an idea if they like the sound of it they'll give you even more money to get it off the ground and then help you um get up and running with your own business
0: yeah, so Rick, it was, uh, I think there were 70 individuals in the, in the cohort uh, and you've got eight weeks to find yourself a business partner and then pitch your business idea to their investment committee. So I often joke it was like seven weeks of, of Love Island uh, followed by a week of Shark Tank, um, which was, uh, it was an amazing social experiment. And uh, I, I was a little sceptical of, of finding a business partner that I hadn't met before in an eight-week period, but here we are 12 months later.
1: Oh, that sounds like a show I would definitely watch. Um, and so you two, so you met through this process. That sounds exciting. So these these um, these people, basically, they're like the serpent in the tree. They just lure you out of your comfortable corporate garden of Eden, and they tempt you with a delicious apple of a startup. Uh, and you you all happily just bit into that apple. And now look at you. Couldn't be you couldn't be more full of knowledge.
2: Indeed. Yeah, there, there's, there's different routes into that. And uh, I think mine was most slightly different, um, not necessarily the most, but I first raised the idea to my wife of doing a startup who was pregnant with our second child at the time. Uh, and she told me, absolutely not. But um, when I told her that there was money involved and they paid you to do it, and could I do an eight-week training course that someone else pays for, um, she was more okay with that. And then uh, slowly through the eight weeks, i to start sowing the seeds of uh, – There'll be no more salary after this, and, uh, and convincing her on the, the potential benefits and freedoms that we get from uh, from running our own business.
1: You really had to uh, flex your, um, your, your your logic skills. You know, you just really had to put the sales the sales hat on, and find a way to sell that to the hardest the hardest client of all, which is our loved ones and our families when we're jumping off the risk cliff.
2: Absolutely, venture capital is uh, no match for my wife uh, at the end of the other weeks. <laughs>
1: Uh, and what is Sight Hive? What have, you, what have you two come up with in a nutshell? What's your elevator pitch? Lay it on me.
2: So SiteHive provides uh, real-time environmental management for today's world.
1: <laughs> I'm, so- I'm on board. Count me in. I'll
0: take my money. So, so what that means is that we've, we've built a, an environmental monitoring uh, device uh, which records uh, noise levels, uh, takes pictures, uh, records web files and records dust levels wow. so on the construction side uh, they have uh, limits on how much noise and dust they, they can uh, create uh, and we provide them a device to be able to, to measure that and to be able to track that online so that they make sure they're not uh, causing too many problems for the
1: surrounding community. Well, I think if you assess the environment in Melbourne between 9pm and 5am you'll find it's very quiet very very quiet
0: it is it is but we've got a, a number of projects down in melbourne with the uh, freeway upgrades a uh, number of the level crossing removals that are occurring uh, across the city um so yes we're, we're we're tracking some of the noise and dust on some of those sites
1: yeah oh we've got one of those happening just down the road from our, our house a bit of um putting the train tracks up on a up on a sky rail and um yeah i i take it all back at night time it can be very noisy very, very noisy.
2: (laughs) So uh, so, uh, one of the founding ideas from the business in my experience in the built environment um, over the last 10-15 years, and just seeing particularly in this space, increased community expectations, um, very little innovation in the domain, um, and just a real opportunity uh, to, to ride the wave of the IoT or the Internet of Things with the cost of sensors reducing, their accuracy increasing to now at the point where they're ready for to come back to industry for compliance monitoring purposes um, and the ability to, to create something unique as a new product in the market, um, cheap, easy, convenient, environmental monitoring, all-in-one solution.
1: Whew, that is a lot going on. And so the two of you, you, you jumped off the cliff uh, into the unknown uh, and then you found yourself in 2020. That must have been uh, just an extra added bit of danger to the whole situation. Uh, you've obviously got your fingers in a lot of pies and you're doing fabulously. Uh, but what have you learnt in 2020 uh, about leadership? What is, has what is this year taught you guys? Yeah, it's, it's
0: a good, good point, Rick. And I think if um, uh, I knew that there was a pandemic around the corner, may not have started a business, (laughs) uh, but once you have uh, jumped off the, the cliff, Uh, And you you sort of made that decision, then you've got to follow through. Um, But look, we've we've been very fortunate to be working in the construction industry, which hasn't slowed down through the pandemic. Um, So you know, I think one of the things through you know across the the, the year is there's definitely been industries that that have been impacted pretty significantly, and there's others that have continued to march on. Uh, So a little bit of luck has played its part to be in an industry that has continued to, to charge forward. Um, but I think, in terms of, of, of leadership around the, the pandemic, uh, for me, um, you know, it's just seeing it as a, as an opportunity rather than a, a crisis, uh, and then being able to to sort of make decisions around uh, that opportunity to, to to sort of back yourself and and really gamble and take chase those opportunities.
1: Yeah, absolutely, uh, and excellent choice uh, to you know. Focus on the to, to be able to use the construction industry. That was a lucky choice, but also you know you knew what you were doing. I, I imagine if you're still in touch with a bunch of the other people who were involved in the um, in the Love Island Shark Tank experiment uh, with you, I uh, bet not all of them were as lucky as you guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, a- absolutely, and 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 some of them have had to pivot their business, and some of them haven't made it through to today. Um, and that is certainly, uh, life, life as a startup. Um, it's very different to, you know, certainly my previous experience working in corporate, uh,
1: where it's a much bigger business and, and things work very differently. And what are you doing, uh, throughout this year to help keep you sane? Obviously you're in Sydney. So, I mean, the, the lockdown fatigue hasn't probably set in as much as it has for, uh, other people, uh, Um, but what have you done throughout this time, this weird time, just to make sure you're, um, you know, you've still got a smile on your face?
2: And um, I think it's actually been a really good one. And from my personal perspective, if there was ever a year to uh, to rein in your spending and, and reduce your lifestyle a little bit, this is definitely the one of them. And certainly I have much less fear of missing out now than I might have had uh, without a pandemic going on, but I think a few just a few key things for us as a business, just making sure that the the team has the, the space and the place to be able to get together as required. Um, Adams kitchen table did a great job of that for three months uh, at the start after we ditched our previous office space, but we've recently taken on the, the space we're in today um uh, as a, as an opportunity that people can use flexibly as required most people buy home from default and then come in as they go but i think there's little things just making sure we get together um, and we have that uh, contact where possible and just the evolving rituals that go with being a part of a business in a pandemic i think have been important to get into place and and just have that sort of resolution and ability to get the team together and keep focused and moving forwards
0: yeah, I think just the, the staying at home uh, and being able to work from home with uh, with my family around me has been a fantastic opportunity, Rick, um, but I think in terms of keeping sane, making sure that uh, I get out and connect with friends, uh, whether it be online or go for a walk in the park or whatever it is, uh, and certainly just make sure I'm having a little bit of fun along the journey.
1: Sounds great. Uh, the two of you, you bring, a, you bring a warm glow into my heart seeing two people sitting in close proximity to each other. uh it makes me hope for a, a, a freer future for all of us. Uh, the two of you, you jumped off the cliff together, and your ability to assess environments has meant you learn how to fly real quick. Um, and may your wings be forever spread. Uh, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Uh, I wish you all the best. And thank you for your time. Rick, I'll try and give you a virtual cuddle. Thank you for your time. Cheers, Rick. Good luck. <laughs>
0: The is the place to visit when you need to make the people part of your role easier, more genuine and more suited to you. The is the new home of people content from Colin Beattie and the team at Leadership of Fools. The